The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome Hi. to the news and why it matters. Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm great. How, How are you? How was your weekend? Oh, I cried like a little girl at his star is born. Did you? Oh, it's sad. I have a great, <laughs> if we have time today, I have a great story about going to the movies with a row of 40-year-old women all drinking wine. Oh, it was no. something. It was something. Oh, yeah. no, it was like I'm date night. So <laughs> yes. Let me know next time that happens. And Andrew Heaton, Hello. as you've just heard, is back. Comedian Andrew Heaton. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love you. when you're here. Thank you. We always like to give you Thank a round of Thank you, studio audience. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we love when you're here because we get to roll around on the floor laughing. Fantastic. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. All right. I really got to bring my A game today. Yeah, no problem. up. All right. <laughs> okay, yeah, please. Uh, all right, Glenn, what was the top story? Uh, top story today, I think, has to be just this, the insanity of the mayor of Portland. I don't know what they're... Th- What's happening in Portland? Yeah. Probably building a monorail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Warren has proved something about her Native American heritage. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but we're going to delve into that. Okay. Pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you can't pass. Pass. Andrew, yeah. pass. No. <laughs> That's not how this works. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I've, I've actually got a media okay. response to one of the things we're going to deal with with Antifa. Okay. Okay. Um, Perfect. All right. So, Glenn. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? Before we get into that. What? We wanna... Let's thank our sponsor. Please. Can we? we do that? Can yeah. we do that? Oh, so, oh, my can God. I... Especially because it's Brick House. Yes. Oh, I was, uh, can I pass? Is no. <laughs> no, you, I like you this can't pass on the other part. Brick House. Yeah, yeah, I like Brick House a lot. Uh, Dawn to Dusk. From Dawn to Dusk. Yes, oh, very solid. Lifesaver. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, these are long days sometimes, uh, and uh, Glenn's you know, very boring in meetings. Uh, you need energy <laughs> to kind of stay awake, stay focused. Uh, See, now, Andrew, on the road, as a comedian, you probably use cocaine. <laughs> uh, but here, yeah, we, try we, to, we try not to. You know, I just, get, I just try and get in 12 hours of sleep every day. And <laughs> I don't, you guys should just do that. What's are wrong? You, yeah, are you no, the, we, we don't do. Cocaine. Are you the typical man who does not like your vegetables? Uh, I'm I'm working on it. I'm up to like a stock of broccoli a day. So. Oh wow, oh, that's wow. really good. What I can. Well, first of all, don't take this. This okay. is not this is not okay. edible. It's not right. for eating. Okay. Uh, but we'll have to try. We'll have to make you some Field of Greens, which is another brick house. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I heard about this last time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So please, any vegetables scoop, you can give me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One scoop is one full serving of fruits and vegetables, okay. and it tastes good. He can vouch for it. Glenn I can, can vouch for it. I don't it. have scurvy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. I started that's taking it. That is a great catchphrase. I am completely <laughs> scurvy-free. <laughs> scurvy-free with, uh, yeah. With yeah. Brick House Greens. Field of Greens. Yeah. Field of Greens. Sold. There you go. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for the orders to start pouring in <laughs> for that because of that endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Go to BrickHouseBlaze.com. Uh, use promo code GREENS for 15% off your first order. Or you can text GREENS to 41411 because uh, we live in the first world and you can just text things now. You never know when mm-hmm. scurvy can hit. It could hit at any time. Okay. It's <laughs> a great point. So here <laughs> is Monday. Wow. Here is, you know, the, the first time I, I encountered the mayor of Portland was when Antifa surrounded the FBI building, okay, in Portland. And and the, the FBI, you don't think of the FBI having to call for help, but the FBI is like, maybe we should call 911. And so they, they call up 911 and the police say, okay, before we come to help, we have to check with the mayor. Now that's, a, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't like something, like they needed them right away. Like we're all having heart attacks. <laughs> so they call up the mayor. The mayor goes on TV and says, if the FBI thinks that 
uh, we're going to send the police to help them. They're in the wrong town. Now, I'm guessing that the FBI was like, yeah, I think we might be. We might be. I thought we were in America. Uh, and so they had to get federal assistance to come in and get all of the Federal Bureau of Investigation workers out of the federal building. That's insanity. Insanity. Then, last week, you know, people are just directing traffic. No, you got to go that way. I don't want to go that way. Beat up, or they, I shouldn't say this, they, they attacked the car of an old guy, like 71 years old, broke out his window, yelling at him, telling him he had to go a certain way. The police were right there watching it, but I guess if you wear black, I guess you're okay to direct traffic in Portland. Then this weekend, uh, what is the Proud Boys? Is it Proud Boys? Yeah, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Proud Boys, which is uh, uh, Gavin McGinnis's group, which I'm not sure if they're a comedy troupe or what, because I don't, I'm not sure Gavin a brilliant is. Brilliant improv. <laughs> Andy Kaufman-esque. Yes, I'm not sure about Gavin. So uh, uh, they show up and it's a march for, what is it, uh, Law and Order. Law and Order March. Law and Order March. And uh, I don't know if it was the TV show or actual Law and Order in the city, but they start to march. Antifa comes. You know, they've brought sticks and stones and things that break your bones, and they went after each other. Both sides were arrested, but that's, that's a first that the police have been involved, I think, in Portland. Uh, and, I, I mean, I don't know what is happening. What, what is happening? How, where is this mayor? Why is this mayor s s not standing for the good people of Portland? Yeah, and I, I mean, it makes you wonder, does he not worry that he will no longer be mayor if he does not stand for the people of Portland? Uh, could they be. don't have homes. I mean, they're, 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 it's, it's, they're, they're, they're doing the San Francisco treat. They're pooping on the streets. <laughs> they're beating people up. They're harassing people. I'm not sure if they're all voters or not, but if, if Portland is choosing to stand with anarchy, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how you can have a city uh, whose economy is based entirely on microbrewing and art. I, like, I think that's awesome <laughs> that it's pulled it off. Like right. that would, and I like the, the, the weather's really nice. Um, I imagine you guys have talked about Antifa previously on the show. Yes, it's yeah, probably yeah. come up. Um, I, I used to be an 18-year-old boy. And, Were you? And I hope to be again. Right. And, uh, what I can tell you, like, like young men, like, uh, there, we, there's, there's a large portion of it that just want to fight people. Uh, and uh, and if it's all the better if you've got like a righteous reason to fight people. And so I'm, I don't like the idea of disguised people determining on their own who's a Nazi they can hit in the head with a brick. Uh, Gav, I mean, G Gavin's a provocateur, but the way to deal with it is to yell at them and, and you know, do whatever they're doing short of violence. Uh, and so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know what to do if the city won't stand up. This is, this is Gavin's point, is the police aren't doing anything. The city's not doing anything. No one is standing up against these guys, and they are taking over the city. I mean, you have to remember, if, if you, know, you know history, 1928 to 1932, 33, until the Night of Long Knives, the, this is the way the brown shirts handled um, situations in, in Germany. They just would take a street, and if you didn't give the Nazi salute, they would beat you to within an inch of your life right on the street in the crowd so everybody saw it. That's how everybody gave the Hitler salute. There were only 30% 30, 30 of the population of Germany were, were Nazis. How did you get everybody to do it? Because they were afraid of the brown shirts. 
And Hitler used them to create chaos until he seized power. And then he finally became the Fuhrer because of the Night of Long Knives. He killed all of those guys. He let everybody be terrified of the brown shirts. And then at the last minute, he killed all of them in one night. And then he got on the radio and he said, I know I've broken the Constitution and I've done something illegal, but these people were out of control and I had to do something. And I, I will go to jail if that's what the good people of Germany want. And instead, they made him Fuhrer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to watch this it's just strategically for a minute. I mean, because I, I mean, I think on these issues between Antifa and Gavin McInnes, I'm going to side with Gavin McInnes on most of these issues, yes. whatever they are. Um, I just the approach, you know, we've talked about so many times. There's this opportunity, I think, to go to the American people and say here, a B test. You've got Antifa who are in the streets. They're pushing people around. They're not letting people turn in their cars where they want to. They're throwing rocks through windows. They're throwing, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, Molotov cocktails at businesses. Like, I don't, I don't want necessarily a group that matches that. I don't no. want someone on the other side of that. I want someone doing the exact opposite of that. He's, and I think the American people, given the choice between that violent Antifa nonsense uh, and a more sensible, you know, rational approach, are going to choose the rational approach. And I think that when we get in the middle of that, even when I think, because they, they will argue they're defending themselves, right? They're putting themselves in these positions, but they're, they're, they're defending themselves. And I think that's obviously you have the right to do that. But I think, you know, you look at who was tweeting about the Proud Boys this weekend, all these big reporters from the New York Times and the Washington Post, they're all saying, like, look at the violence caused by this group. And they're trying to make the same arguments we've been making about Antifa about this group and saying, oh, it's equal and both sides are crazy. Well, that's not true. So, the, so the, this is where Martin Luther King and Malcolm X split. M- Martin Luther King said, when you have good versus evil and they're side by side, the American people always pick good. And that's why, I mean, we've talked to Elvita, who, who went to jail. Mm-hmm. Or overnight, and her dad left her there, and because she was just helping a friend up, another girl who had been hit in the head, she broke ranks and was just trying to help her. She was arrested because of the girl and the scuffle there. She was just brought into it, and her her father said, "What part of nonviolence and don't break ranks don't you understand?" And she's like, Dad, I was helping. He said, we don't break ranks. We let them hit us. We let them club us. We let them beat us. We don't break ranks. And that is what won the civil rights movement. This is, Martin Luther, this is not Martin Luther King. This is Malcolm X. And it won't work. Yeah. It won't work because people won't want to be a part of either Antifa or the Proud Boys. And I do think, I mean, to that point, you know, we've seen after all of the you know, Supreme Court circus was done, the polling showed that Americans are rejecting this fringe this left. left, this far left idea that, you know, we yes. can take over everything uh, with no due process and no rights and everything like that. So it seems odd that Portland would be going this direction. Uh, I, may, I, may I play a clip of how I think is better, a better way to handle groups that you strongly disagree with? This, yes. So this is going to be a, um, this is a KKK march. Uh, I don't remember where when it happened, but you'll see exactly how it was undermined. Uh, and I think it's a much better way of doing things than violence. 
That is a man with a tuba. <laughs> Following the KKK around, playing tuba, and it's real hard to take them seriously. I can't, they're, they're not scary to me at all in this context. They look like a bunch of losers, which is what they are. And uh, and like that, that tuba, I think, does so much more in terms of elevating you, the tubist, because yes. you're not you're not hurting anybody, but at right. the same time, you're also undermining them. So I think. But if they come after you, you're not quick on your feet either. <laughs> you do have a giant. That's true. Yeah, you, yeah. Between you and the piccolo player, the yeah. piccolo player is going to be the one that gets away. Right, but, right, yeah. right. Dick, do you play tuba? No, Can that's we... another thing I, I intend to pick up in addition yeah. to broccoli. Is uh, you know I'm going okay. to get good at vegetables than, uh, than tubas. Yeah. I was going to say it would be interesting. We could like do a news and why it matters in Portland and have yeah. tuba. test if, this tuba. If we had, theory. if we had somebody, if you could play the Oscar Mayer Wiener song on tuba, that is, mm -hmm. I think that's good. I didn't recognize that particular song. Did you? I think it, I think it was just the. It did make them sound very dopey. They all kind of sound the yeah. same. Yeah. 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 Tuba is not the most versatile instrument. It kind of just does that. And it's usually not used. It's usually not used as a solo instrument. No. <laughs> I don't agree. All right, uh, I do want to get into Elizabeth Warren, mm. but let's go ahead and take a break before we get into that. Back <laughs> Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Before we talk about uh, Pocahontas, Pocahontas, wow. we should, yes, I, I did, I went there. We want to thank Keyword. our sponsor, Yes. Oh, the P word. P word, yeah. Pocahontas. Yeah, I hope we got that censored yeah. time for television. I uh, want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Andrew, I don't know if you've ever been here when we've talked about iTarget Pro. Am I, am I the target audience for all you, this stuff? It, yeah, I, yeah. Well, you're just, so you're new. You're just so new. I wanted, okay. Yeah, I want to tell you about it. Okay. Do you shoot? Uh, we Are you a gun guy? Are you a gun guy? Oh, I wasn't sure we were talking about heroin or whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm not a gun guy. I have shot a gun because I'm from Oklahoma, and it's the law. So you're <laughs> not a so wait. So you're not a gun guy, or you just don't sh you just haven't shot. Uh, either or. I haven't shot in a while. Okay. So iTarget Pro is uh, it. It's basically a laser bullet, for yeah, lack of a better. Don't talk to him. He's not going to eat. Like from Star Trek? No, listen, yeah. listen, a laser bullet? No, no, no. So, is that what I think it is? Yeah, it is. We've got laser bullets. Listen, if, if let, let, can <laughs> I ahead. just take the hijack this train wreck? For those who are actually shooters uh, and actually uh, actually uh, use a gun, um, dry firing is really, really super important, but it's hard to do because you don't know exactly what you're shooting at. This you put a, it's a, like a little teeny bullet, but it's actually a laser pointer, but you cannot see the laser. Laser bullet, see. Every time you uh, pull the slide back and shoot, there you go, you shoot at a target, and your phone registers where you hit the target. But it's not showing you a laser that you're aiming at. You have to use your own sights. It's the greatest way to, uh, to dry fire and to Save actually... Save ammo. And going to the range. Yep, that gets expensive, which really is expensive. the main reason I never do it. Yeah. So go to uh, itargetpro.com and save 10% right now with promo code NEWS. Train at home. All right, Elizabeth Warren. 
Yes, uh, as you know, there's been some level of controversy over her heritage, uh, her background. She's claimed to be a Native American several times, including uh, in her wonderful uh, uh, entry into the book Pow Wow Chow, uh, <laughs> which is an incredible recipe uh, for what was it? Oatmeal. Uh, Mexican do we have oatmeal, the act- actually. Mexican oatmeal. We do have the recipe. Which is, there it is. We Interesting. There, there you go. Right there, Elizabeth Ward. Cherokee, Cherokee. people. <laughs> Why is it the Cherokee entering a submission for Mexican, Mexican oatmeal soup? You're about to learn why, I think. I think we actually have an answer to that one in this segment, which is interesting. So uh, uh, this is going to be shocking, I think, to most people, but Elizabeth Warren may be running for president. Uh, (laughs) She may be considering this idea. So she's come out. uh, She realizes this has been kind of chasing her around. There's no real evidence of her having any Native American heritage, though she's claimed it several times. Well, I Um, thought that that was all the evidence that we as women needed. Right. Yes. Just just say something was true. Automatically believed. Uh, Right. Um, so uh, she's trying to get out ahead of this because we know uh, we're a few weeks away from this election. Once this election comes, there's going to be just a stampede towards uh, running for 2020 as the Democrats. They expect maybe as many as 25 different Democrats to be running for president. This is going to be, we thought like 2016 was insane. This is going to be insane. Michael Avenatti is definitely winning. We all know oh, that, right? I love that. Uh, so I really want him to be the nominee. <laughs> right. yeah, just, that, will, so that will confirm we're living in a sitcom. Yes, yeah. yes. I think that, <laughs> that's the case. Um, for entertainment purposes, potentially the best possible outcome. Um, but so Elizabeth Warren is going to try to get ahead of this issue because she knows it's going to kind of, you know, follow her around and has been for many years. So she released a video and this video is supposed to kind of um, find you get the truth about her actual heritage. She did a DNA study. She's talking about her relatives from Oklahoma. Can we have a clip of this uh, video? Um, we don't have a clip of the video. Yeah, no, we have a clip of her a while back discussing her parents. Oh, OK, well, yeah, let's let's watch 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 that. You can get a sense of her cell in this. Actually, you have it wrong about what it is, I believe. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start there. Tell us what we're Okay. My mom and dad uh, were very much in love with each other, and they wanted to get married. And my father's parents said, absolutely not. You can't marry her because she's part Cherokee and she's part Delaware. And um, after fighting it as long as they could, my parents went off. They eloped. Aww. Oh, it's very, it sounds a nice story, so but sweet. she's part Cherokee. And, and so... Look, I don't Delaware in part Delaware. Like, I don't care what your background is. Like, I don't see why that's important. Only in an identity politics world is that important. I really don't care. But it's interesting that if you're going to live that world, you shouldn't be lying about it. So she's decided to come out with a DNA test. The results came out and she was basically bragging about it, saying, see, I I was right. Um, I was I am part Cherokee. What they found is she was initially reported. She was one thirty second Native American. Um, that was the initial report. When you looked a little bit deeper, it said somewhere between 132nd and 1 512th uh, a Native American. A little bit of a... Then the Boston Globe came out and said, oops, we made a math error. It's actually between 164th and 1 1,024th. Okay. So, anywhere in there. Yeah, anywhere okay. in there. Now, what's fascinating about this is when you actually, and I'm sure like three people in the universe actually read the full Boston Globe uh, article, but you found some really interesting things. What they believe is it's like a great, 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 great grandmother uh, was, was Native American. Um, however, she herself said she wasn't. This is the clip from the Boston Globe. Smith was her name, was born in the late 1700s. She identified as white in historical documents, though at the time Indians faced discrimination and Smith would have had strong incentives to call herself white if possible. I think that's true. It is true and it is a plausible possibility. Mm -hmm. However, it does not actually prove anything, especially when she was herself identifying that way. And have we not learned that whatever you identify as is what you are? If this is the, the, the progressives have been telling us for years that if you say you're a woman, you are a woman. If you say you're a man, you are a man. If you say you are black, you are black. 
Apparently not the case with this poor great-great-great-great-grand person. Uh, but here it is. The great, 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 if her great-great-great-grandmother was uh, Native American, that puts her at 132nd. This is before they updated, by the way. But the report says it's just one 1,024th a Native American ancestor is 10 generations back. So what would you do? You'd have to test, of course, the DNA of Native Americans and, and match it up. Cherokees and Delaware. Cherokees and Delaware. However, they decided to try to do that. There are issues with this process. Detecting DNA for Native Americans is particularly tricky because there is an absence of Native American DNA available for uh, comparison. To make up for the dearth of Native American DNA, Bustamante is the DNA expert that did this, used samples from Mexico, Peru, and Colombia to stand in for Native American. So what they've Standing actually in proved, for Native American. <laughs> so they have not at all even, the, the report itself didn't even say she was any percentage Native American because I guess there's some you know skepticism, uh, understandable, of Native Americans dealing with uh, DNA and government uh, types of uh, issues. So they have not provided any DNA. So she might be Peruvian. So she might be Peruvian, Colombian, or Mexican. This did not show anything to do with Native Americans. Obviously, the groups were, uh, you know, you know, the, they talk about it in the story about how groups came to uh, North America and then and migrated further south. So it could, again, it could be, it could be that her great-great-grandmother was, was, had an incentive and did it another way. It could have been a bunch of things. But I mean, when this is your level of proof, she, she launched this in like a big media spectacle to try to get people to believe, hey, you can elect me for president because I didn't lie about this. Well, the Can media you? did latch onto it. Right. Oh, oh and they did. And they did. And it took a while, if you, for reading the story, to get to these details. I thought it was kind of fascinating, though. It's not at all what they're saying it is. Could could you imagine if, let's say, Dinesh D'Souza was going to do, you know, I don't know, the powwow chow the movie. Right, okay. Okay. Which is possible. And he was like, I couldn't get any Native Americans. I just got some people from Peru. Right. Can you imagine what they would say? I know. I, I do like, I'm going to swing for her a little bit in okay. that. I'm, so I'm from Edmond, which is two towns over from where she grew up. Mm. Um, all of my friends, save one, are part Cherokee, Choctaw, or Seminole that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very, very common in Oklahoma to have uh, Cherokee ancestors and to not really be able to figure out that going sure. back because sure. uh, a bunch of people were marched at, at gunpoint. And so I, like, I don't really fault her for that. I am. I don't think when when you go back in her history, looking at uh, you know being the, the Native American person on the staff and that kind of thing. I don't know that the if if she was applying for. Um, some sort of minority status that fa- uh, financially benefited her. I don't think it's really designed for people that are, you know, a, a hundredth or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I, <clears throat> I'm happy to hand her the Cherokee thing if she wants that. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, I don't really care. I, don't I mean, really that's you know, care. I really don't care. Well, I think it should be true. I mean, if you're gonna if you're right, gonna claim it, I think it should be true. At least for the, the critics, the best of your understanding, right? right. I mean, I, it's possible. Like, I mean, look, my, my parents told me what my background was. I have no friggin' idea if it's true. I mean, but I also don't go around putting it on forums, and yeah, I don't go around. You're, well, you're not running as like, well, right. I'm officially a minority now, exactly, uh, which, which is part of this kind of. It tends to be part of the progressive narrative. Like, mm. there's this spectrum of. Um, everybody interprets different situations. The, the progressives tend to look at oppressor victim, and you, yes. you don't want to be the oppressor, so you want a victim. So if there's a way you can project that, then you're, yeah. you're benefiting you're, you're from that. You're a female, morally. you're a victim, but you're white, so you're less of a victim. But if you're a uh, a white woman who's part Cherokee and Delaware, you you, you have the intersectionality that is required. This is an issue with judgment, I think, with progressives in general, in that, like, when you look at the history compared between oppressors and victims, it's much better to be the oppressor. You should totally be going for being the oppressor. I mean, that's a much better life. 
Uh, people don't realize this, but uh, the oppressor is the way to go. I mean, I know as a white male, I know this is awesome. So I, you know, on Indigenous Peoples Day, I just tweeted just a little fact out uh, because people were, you know, Columbus was a killer and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and uh, so I just tweeted because I'm from the Pacific Northwest and I know the, you know, a little bit of the, uh, uh, the Native American story and the Pacific Islanders and the Pacific Northwest Indians. 50% of the Pacific Northwest Indians, 50% of the population were slaves. 50%. Mm. So I just wanted to point out on Indigenous Peoples Day, hey, that racism and slavery, that, that's a human trait. That's not a white trait or an Italian trait or an Indian trait. It's a human trait. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was, again, the, the oppressor. I thought... <laughs> I thought I was going to get smallpox blankets. <laughs> really? really? Yeah. It's bad. Uh, all right, back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go to the smallpox blanket road. Yeah. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. So, you're libertarian? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I lean, I'm an independent, I lean libertarian. Yeah. Lean, lean libertarian. Um, what happened with Gary Johnson and Bill Well? I mean, that was just seemed like a... Just do, a do, do you want to know like the secret stuff that the libertarians yeah. know? Yeah, or yeah, like, what is it just seemed like the perfect time. And again, I think we're entering that perfect zone where everyone is sick of the Republicans and the Democrats. And all you have to Very be good reason, yeah. is normal. Yeah. Just be normal. <laughs> Don't come out on which, which is the new radical, is being normal. <laughs> it really it yeah. is. Yeah. So what happened to I, the normal thing? I think, I think two things. Well, so, I mean, Gary Johnson and Bill Weld both are, are basically sane Republicans from the 90s, many of whom have cleaved away from the party. So they're not, they're not even that, uh, I mean, they, they would have been, you know, reasonably mainstream Republicans. I mean, and he had a good rec record as governor in New, New Mexico. I mean, yeah. and, and he, you know, he may win that Senate seat uh, this, this time as well. Oh, but he gosh, didn't. I hope so. so yeah, much. But, but, oh, I hope so. <laughs> but, the, but the problem is, is that, you remember, my problem with him was he was not for, you know, freedom of speech. I think Second Amendment stuff. He was like, he had weird things like, no, well, the government's got to get involved there. And you're like, whoa, What? Well, I mean, the, the, I think the, the Libertarian Party tends to be a mix of uh, sort of rigid doctrinaire, oftentimes anarchists or anarcho-capitalists. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I think, part of the reason that the, the Libertarian Party isn't able to advance very further. I, I, I who have often done a lot of stuff for reason, uh, would not be sufficiently Libertarian for the Libertarian Party, yeah. even though I'm oftentimes hailed as like, you know, mm -hmm. like a, a meaty guy. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Gary Johnson's part of that kind of, I think, you know, rather than going for um, Ed, who's the guy that ran um, like fourth party out of Utah? Uh, Ed McMuffin. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Ed, uh, Evan McMullen. Evan McMullen. Evan McMullen. Evan McMullen. Uh, rather than doing that, which was a little bit more conservative, he swung more libertarian. Um, I don't. I don't think that it was ideology that got him down. I think. I think Gary just wasn't a terrific candidate. Uh, yeah. And I like Gary. I mm. think Gary's a really good guy. I think it would have been stronger if Bill Weld had been on the head of the ticket. Uh, but he's a much better communicator than Gary yeah. is uh, for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I, I don't. I'm not like overly like you know. We weren't exactly in love with him either. But still, like. You got the sense with Gary Johnson is one of those guys that just even if he really knows an issue feels unsure about it. Yeah, you just feel like he's like he's trying to grasp for like the very basics of this one. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. I mean, he has a real record of of, of successful uh, run as a governor. I mean, so I, who's the who's the up and coming guy? I don't know. I have no idea who's going to take it. Um, I like it could be. 
I, I mean, the, the other, the, the, the two guys beneath Gary Johnson in this, this last election in the Libertarian Party were um, Austin Peterson, Pete, Austin Peterson yeah. who was recently making a Senate bid and lost that. I don't mm -hmm. know if he's going to run again. And the New York then, governor guy, too, right? The guy, uh, I like Larry, Larry, Larry Sharp's Larry pretty Sharp. cool. Yeah, I, and then there was also um, uh, McAfee, who may or may oh, not be yeah. a murderer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that <laughs> one. Like, so it's like there, are, like there are these weird things that you can slip in. The, like, I have no idea how the Libertarian Party go. I would like it if they picked Bill Weld. I like Bill Weld. I don't think they will. I think they're so Look, angry Look, if you him. develop software, you can murder anybody you want. <laughs> <laughs> is that the rule? That is the rule. In Belize, yeah, that's the rule. In Belize. Yeah. In the rule. Uh, Hillary Clinton had some interesting things to say about her husband's affair. Yeah, and I, you know, uh, I figure this is the show to come out and defend Hillary Clinton a little bit. <laughs> is it? Uh, yes, you know what, I think it is. Uh, let's, let's make that uh, stance here. Do we have the actual clip of the interview? Yes. Uh, let, let's watch this. This part of it has been like uh, a, a real attack point for conservatives to kind of call out the hypocrisy, which certainly exists here, but let's watch it and, and discuss a little bit. And in retrospect, do you think... Bill should have resigned, President Clinton should have resigned in the 90s in the wake of the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Absolutely not. So it wasn't an abuse of power. No. You do not believe he should have resigned. No. How do you contend with members of your own party now saying he should have? That's, that's their right to their opinion, but they were not in the middle of it. So she goes on to say the reason why it's not an abuse of power is because Monica Lewinsky is an adult and she's making her own decisions. And I think most people are like, well, look, you're, you're, the Me Too thing is supposed to be you believe the woman and all these cases where you've seen these rich, powerful men do terrible things to women. Uh, and, uh, you know, but she didn't say he did here. terrible things. And that's that's my point. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think empowering women, right, is to say that women have agency at 23 years old to make their own decisions. And the fact that, you know, Bill Clinton, yes, he was a powerful guy. And, and was it abuse of power from Bill Clinton's perspective? I mean, yeah, probably, right? Like he was, in a, he was the most powerful man in the world and he was married and he was doing things he certainly shouldn't have been doing. But from her perspective, I think also morally not a good choice. However, like she's an adult. She's 22, 23 years old. Um, you know, it, we act as if women are, uh, are banned from saying, you know what, I would not like to have a sexual relationship with that person. Um, or, you know, someone comes to him and is, is a powerful individual and says, um, you know, they want to hook up. Well, you know, we should be empowering women to say no to that, right? Like, it's not something, she herself said she really wanted to do it at she the time. She defended him after. Yeah, and she it's has not, the right to know, do this that. This is not the Juanita Broderick case. No. That no. was rape. That was rape. That's rape. totally something this different. totally different. Yeah. She, do you feel like there is an argument to be made, though, that when you're, if you're working for someone or on, underneath someone. So to speak. Right, not not literally, but uh, sometimes literally. <laughs> but well, but when you're working, you know, and you fear that if you turn them down or something that's like that, there will be case, some though. sort of. That's not this case. That's not what happened. She was a she was into willing participant. I mean, she talked about falling in love with him. And, well, right. No, right. no, no. But I'm I'm just saying, just because I want to get well, your take on, because you said because she was. Yeah, if, 23 years old, she's an adult. No, if she was like she wasn't raped. If she and that's felt fine, no, but. if she felt pressured to do something, if she's like, I don't like cohibas, then right. <laughs> you know, you let it, but, but I, I think uh, we can get into a, a situation because this is why businesses make rules about these things, right? They so say he, he should have gone to the White House HR department. Yeah, said, don't yeah. tell my wife. Right. Right. But, no, but I think got a thing going. It's just going to be a summer <laughs> thing. Aside, no big deal. Um, this is why they make rules, right? Like the, you can make a rule as a company that says executives can't date underlings, right? Like you can you can do that, and businesses do do that often. Um, but the issue here is when you get into the idea of like, well, if 
if she might feel like like the that he is going to do something to her and therefore she a does it which is a really weird argument to say that you would put your personal sexuality like below uh, some potential job uh, advancement but beyond that you're punishing him for a future crime he hasn't done this if he punishes her for uh, for not putting up with his sexual nonsense then that's just a crime right like you can't do that you can't go and 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 ruin someone's career because they won't give you sexual favors that's not allowed you can't punish him pre, pre, uh, before he actually does that you have to do it after he does it um, and you know we act as if there is no world in which a younger person i mean we have i mean there's a million billy examples joel. of this you know but, but, i mean billy joel but donald trump and melania trump are a much different mm-hmm. age right um, sure if she could have at some point made the argument well i shouldn't you know I, I she maybe thought donald trump who runs beauty contests right could have affected her career in some negative way but she should still be allowed as a person to make the choice that she wants to do it if she wants to do it and i think like we get into this idea of like uh, there's a standard that i think is kind of ridiculous uh, with some of the stuff that we've seen in me too much of it being very good but some of the stuff where we've seen in me too where we actually wind up taking agency away from women we don't allow them to make choices even if they're dumb choices both men and women should be allowed to make really stupid choices if that's what they want to make do you remember do you remember what i said when because we were working together uh, when this happened, and I remember when she, the day she the, the the day Clinton said, "All right, I did have sex." Do you remember what my suggestion was for Hillary to walk out? Yeah, yeah. Right. I said she'd be the most powerful woman ever if she walked out, had her luggage, she did a press conference right in front of the White House. <laughs> this would have been amazing, amazing, and said, "I want you to listen carefully." This man is the president of the United States, and he is still my president. I agree with his policies, and I back his policies. But no woman should ever be treated like that. I lied because I was misinformed. I lied, and I said vast right-wing conspiracy, and some of that is true. People were out to get him. But this is an issue that I thought we had already dealt with, and we'll be dealing with it ourselves. Whether we get back together or not is our business, none of the people's business. But I want you to know, I support him as the president, but tonight, I'm going to a hotel. She would have won in 2000. (laughs) Yeah. She would have won in 2000. Uh, You know, talking about the Me Too movement, uh, just to offer a little bit of female perspective, Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm, you will. mm -hmm. Uh, I know that there was a lot of there were a lot of critics of the women who were not sexually abused, you know, obviously consented to this and said, come on, they didn't abuse their power. You consented to it, which is the conversation we're having right now. However, I do think that there is something to be said for, you know, the single mom secretary or, you know, someone who they, they are like, I have to have this job to feed my kids. Mm-hmm. I cannot you know, worry about him finding a reason to fire me or make my life a living hell. And so I'm either choosing feeding my kids or standing up to this man. And I do think that there were some of those that did exist within that movement. There are, I think look, that's, that's an important course, distinction yeah, to point out. Of course, out. of course. Oh, yeah. And there, there, these are, you know, these situations are impossible at times to deal with. We don't know all the ins and outs of it. I just think that we have to look, we have to look back. And either you're just going to, because I mean, I think the standard there that the only thing that solves that is you just don't, you're not, I mean, we make an age range and you just can't date outside of it, right? Like, the, we, we can't, there's no way to be able to, to, in, in, to stop that. In Germany, I think they actually, if I'm not mistaken, they actually have legislation that you can't date an insubordinate within a company. Right. That's and, considered, you know, which, which would go well but, beyond my 
my yeah. proclivities to have an actual law governing right it. but i mean it goes even further with me too many of these accusations were not people that worked for the same company they were people who were in the same industry like i mean louis ck for example was he does not he was not overseeing any of the women that accused him of anything he, they just said he was a very influential comedian and could have influence on their future careers and we had I, mean, I don't know how you judge I, I don't know how you judge that we we have to be able to you know empower a hotel room What's that? <laughs> I had gone to a hotel. Room. Yeah, yeah. Would have benefited. Okay, me. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we have another one that came out today that we found out today that she was a woman who claimed she had been raped? Right. Yeah. There's been a several of these uh, the last few weeks. Um, you yeah. know, a woman said that she was groped by a black child, and the the footage exonerated. The same thing with a police officer. We have who was, that. Oh, we do have that want, one. Yeah, if you want to get yeah, into it. There's been several of these cases recently. There's one in the West Coast in college as well. There's one with police officers who said that they sexually assaulted, and the body cam evidence uh, vindicated him. Look. Women are awful, and so are men. They're all awful. There's all ex- awful examples of people who do awful things on both sides. That's why you have to have a system uh, of due process to make sure you can find these things out. I mean, it's all we can do. We All we can do is empower people, women in particular, in this particular example, to go out and feel comfortable that they'll be supported if they're accusing someone of something that actually occurred. So That's here's all we can do. A, here's a great thing. The body cam has saved people, and actually the body cam also, um, or the dash cam, actually put a police officer in Chicago behind bars that should have been behind bars. That's really good. The problem is deep fakes. We were talking about this today, that there is, uh, who was it was saying that there's an avalanche? Uh, ben Sass. Ben Sass, yeah. in his new book, says that he is talking to, um, you know, the people in high tech and in our Secret Service and CIA, and he says there is about to, about to be an avalanche of deep fakes. That's going to change. Not not just porn, but actual. Yes, <laughs> not yeah. just. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that. Not oh, porn. that's a big deal then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you're talking about wars could start yeah. over fake videos. Well, it's, yeah. We've already seen some of that in, in India. There was a big issue with that fairly recently. And one last thing on this before we t- totally change gears. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of wars, Saudi Arabia. Uh. Did you hear about the latest on Saudi Arabia? Did they dismember someone else. <laughs> well, I I heard that. Um, Pompeo was going to go there and that the king had said that he he flat out denied it and Trump was saying he was convinced that... Yeah, unfortunately, it looks just before airtime, sources came out and said the kingdom is about to admit that it was an uh, interrogation gone horribly wrong. Oh, uh, well, that's fine then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as it was an honest mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and the uh, people involved will be punished yeah. severely. They went rogue. They went rogue. They went rogue. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Uh, okay, so, Stu, you were talking about empowering women. What about empowering men who are pretending to be women? Uh, that should definitely happen. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but that should absolutely right? happen. Right? Okay. Yeah. So um, there was a transgendered woman, mm-hmm. so a man who is identifying as a woman right. today, don't anyway. Shame. Don't name shame. <laughs> and uh, apparently, this transgender woman won the world championship in uh, the women's sprint 35 to 39 age bracket. Oh, great! Yeah. So of course, won against a other uh, two other women. And was touting it, and and people were critical, you know, obviously because there are such thing as scientific facts that prove that men are stronger than women. Uh, and doc, Dr. Rachel McKinnon said lots of transphobic bigots are responding to my world championship win, saying uh, that next up the Paralympics. Hey, women, you realize that all of these people are comparing you to disabled people, right? Women equals disabled men. They think, wow, offensive. That's uh. 
Yes. What is Go what, ahead what is what is UCI? Because for for me, like <laughs> I like I'm my, my position is I'm happy to call anybody whatever they want to be called within reason, and I don't know the science on what it. But what is within reason? If if you said I want you to call like instead of calling me Cherokee or whatever, you, I need you to refer to that as the master race. I'd be like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> call it Native American, but I won't. Would you, you know, call me Your Highness? Uh, maybe. Would maybe. You, yeah. What if I said I wanted to be black? Uh, well, I mean, race is a social construct, so I'm fine with that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, like if, if you if you want, like, I'm, you know, if if uh, yeah, if, if you want to identify with a particular group, which is kind of why why I'm curious as to what 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 group this is organizing this, because um, if if this person wants to identify as a woman, I'm like, I hope they're very happy, and I wish them all the best. Uh, I'm, do you think it's fair that this person competes with women? In sporting events. See, that, that's why I want to know what group it is. Because if this is like the Olympics where it's, you know, it's quasi-governmental and all these different things, I feel like that's an issue. If this is, um, if this is like, a, like an intercollegiate group or something, I don't know. I would just want to hear from the, the women competing in it what they thought. If, if they're fine with it, then I'm fine with it. I mean, we've seen these cases with even on, you know, high school campuses and things of that nature where the, the other students are like, this isn't really fair. Fair. We don't really have a chance. Here in Texas, really bad case of that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really bad case. Women's uh, wrestling, I believe. Yeah. Women's wrestling. A guy became a woman taking. I don't even think he took. He didn't no, transition right fully. It was not a, fully, no. but he was taking he hormone. Was taking, he was taking estrogen yes. or something. Um, and but he was undefeated. Undefeated. Right. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. way I mean, he bigger. Pinged I mean, the girls a, immediately. It's a safety risk. Right, and all the girls were like, "Okay, this. What is this?" Right. Well, I'm like, and like, even from my position, saying, you know, you're you're whatever you want to be, as far as I'm concerned, they're like, you nonetheless have a different muscle structure based right. on what you were initially identified with, and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's tough because if. I, I, it's almost like just like let's get rid of all of it, right? Like you get rid of all women's sports, and then of course the people will complain about that, right? Like we have Title IX built into our, our system because women's sports are supposed to get the same amount of money and all the same amount of attention. Or maybe they should take uh, testosterone injections. I'm kind of curious there to see go. what happened in that that race. Uh, if called, everybody, it was called the Soviet Union. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did <laughs> it work out well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very no. well. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone caught the 60 Minutes interview with President Trump. But in it, he defended his relationship with Putin, of course, and with Kim Jong-un. Um, he said of Kim Jong-un, I have a good energy with him. I have a good chemistry with him. Look at the horrible threats that were made. No more threats. What is, what is your take on that, Glenn? Good. I mean, if it's working, it's working. I mean, I don't it's think... It's okay that he's praising him as long as we're... I'm so far down. I'm so... My, my, my real principles... Way back there, someplace. I mean, you know, you're just like we abandoned principles on things like this long time ago. Long time ago, as a nation, I, 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 I mean, I don't like the fact that we are um, praising him, um, but you know, we're in this place that I warned about 2004 with South Korea or North Korea and Iran. You cannot let them get nuclear weapons because then there are no good options. You either have to placate them or you have to vaporize them, and neither of those are good. So I think once you have a, a state with a nuclear weapon, you do whatever you can do just to keep them contained. Yeah. He kind of referred to it like, you know, it's kind of like he almost said basically in that interview, eh, it's just words. Right? Like, I mean, look, and I can, I can waste a lot of words to try to get a lot of you know, people not killed by a nuclear weapon. Um, you know, so I can deal with that. Uh, I, you know, there's a consistency issue, I think, that if you know, Barack Obama was doing the exact same thing, the conservative audience would not be as uh, receptive to it. Um, however, I think, uh, you know, look, if, if, 
if we can figure out a way out of this without uh, bloodshed, I mean, you know, you last, kinda, you'll say whatever you have we, to. Yeah, we have so many things on our plate right now. The last thing we need is somebody with a nuclear weapon every 10 minutes going, you know what? I'm thinking about blowing you up. Yeah. I don't, I don't, let's. Um, he also, in this interview, addressed <laughs> the media. And I just, this is just a fun Trump clip that I wanted to play. Watch. It the thing is. I've really learned is I never knew how dishonest the media was. I, I, I really mean it. I'm not saying that as a soundbite. I never I, I can, knew how I'm, dishonest. I'm going to change the subject again. Well, no, but even the way you asked me a question, like about separation. Yeah. When I say Obama did it, you don't want to talk about no, it. No. When I say I did your, it, let's make a big I'm going to run your answer, but you did it four times. I'm so. just telling you. <laughs> that you treated me much differently on the subject. I disagree, but I don't want to have that fight with you. Hey, All it's right, okay. Have another fight with you. Leslie, okay. it's okay. In the meantime, right. I'm president and you're not. <laughs> I love oh, just make out already, right? <laughs> we all thinking the same thing. There's a lot of sexual tension there. <laughs> so classic, I tell you, that's exactly the way we felt when we went to CNN and then to Fox. Yeah. We, we really thought people, we thought that there was a chance that people would be honest, that reporters would be honest. No, there's... They're just not intellectually curious at all. There's just no intellectual honesty or curiosity, yeah. or very little. I, I do want to, I'm going to swing for Edmund Burke here. Mm -hmm. uh, there are very important institutions, and the media is one of them, and I think Trump is doing what he can to destabilize and uh, um, uh, limit the, the media's influence, and I'm, I am kind of worried about that. Yeah, I agree. Because he's, when it becomes the enemy of the people, that's, that's a, a pillar of American society that's really important, and he's kind of kicking at it and we because it doesn't like him. Yeah, and we do highlight that whenever he says something, makes some sort of a comment saying, you know, maybe we should take away their credentials or whatever, we do point that out. I, I mean, it's encouraging that he hasn't taken any steps so far. It just seems to be talk, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's 95% of just Trump him. is talking. Yeah. Yeah, it's just right. talking. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm part of the, you know, journalist for the First Amendment yeah. movement, which is mainly people on the left. I will stand for everybody's right. I don't care who you are. If you if you are if you are publishing stuff, you have a right to publish it. Um, no voice should be silenced. I'm very uncomfortable with what the president says, and I was very uncomfortable with what the last president did to journalists. They both are off the charts bad. One says it, the other one was doing it. Press didn't care when Obama was doing it. They some do. Did. Some did. Very few, but some did. Um, uh, but they all care now, and. I am concerned not only about the mainstream press, which I think is in its last gasp anyway. It's so discredited itself. It doesn't need Donald Trump to do it. Um, but I'm also concerned about the new media. I mean, I, there's 800, 800 voices were silenced on Facebook just last week. 800. Who are these people? What, why were they deplatformed? What, the, what are the rules that were getting you deplatformed? Is there... Is are we being are we being put behind a wall with algorithms and kept in a digital ghetto? I, I think we are. There is real danger to freedom of speech and freedom of the press, and we all, left and right, should stand together and say, knock it off. Yeah. Uh, Stu, did you watch college football this weekend by chance? Uh, a little bit. I'm more of an NFL guy, but I do okay. a little bit. Um, so there was an interesting moment in the Arkansas Old Miss game. And, Glenn, I actually wanted to get your take. I'm, I'm hijacking the Blaze Y, by the way. This mm -hmm. is for hashtag the Blaze Y, which I'm going to tweet out this video later today with this hashtag the Blaze Y. But, Glenn, I wanted to get your take on it. Just for the theatrics of it, I wanted to see what you would rate this performance. Mm -hmm. Let's watch. All right, so... 
we've got him Ow. getting knocked over. And oh, this guy's oh my gosh, he falls again, right? So just to tap. Oh, he fall. Oh my gosh. Wait. Oh gosh, he can't get his balance. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Oh, well, it's probably so that hard. red devil there on the. It's not a green part. It's not a devil. That's a Razorback. Being the the, the token, or at least most libertarian here, I think there's a part of my brain that just doesn't get teams. Like I don't have it. And I went to a football game with my dad when I was in college, and I went. I did it a couple times until he quit asking me to bring a book. And uh, I, I like, I started clapping. They're like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "The guy ran really fast." Like he's on the other team, and I was like, "I don't understand." Like that guy ran really fast. Isn't that impressive? Actually, they can give you different helmets, so you can tell very easily. You'll have to look for that next time. <laughs> what's the one with the brown costumes they're so bad the Cleveland Browns is it the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. oh have you seen their costumes they're awful <laughs> this is a yeah. costumes <laughs> alright so today's poll uh, I know we talked about it earlier Glenn says it's too early to tell but do you think Trump will win a second term let us know your thoughts if you even care hashtag or no at the blaze on Twitter we will see you guys tomorrow thanks for tuning in I don't know. Abenani's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough. Think? Yeah. Oh yeah. Tough. Competition. Uh, tough competition. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting race, I think. I mean, I don't know. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com/slash subscribe and start watching today.